sad news. We're ending the podcast. We're not ever coming back. Why? Why? Just announcing that now for our <laughs> listeners. This is our last episode. <laughs> Kidding, of course. Why would this? Yeah, that, that wouldn't make any sense to to not record for a month and a half <laughs> and then <laughs> have one episode. One last episode that wouldn't make sense. I think it would be in our brand. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, friends. Hey. Thanks for tuning back in. Thanks back. to our listeners who emailed asking when we'd be back Aww. and who texted. That's so cute. People do that? Uh, some do. People with no lives that are sad. <laughs> Charles Gibbons. Charles <laughs> Hey, we've got a special guest, too. I say this every time you have a guest, but... How you got you? Because everyone's special. It's Matteo Martinez. It's me, Mr. Matteo. Who hasn't been back since November of 2016. Wow, has it been that long? It has. Isn't that weird? When we were in Long Beach? Yeah. Is that November 2016? Right after the election. 2019. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, God. I was so over two years. Yeah. We talked about uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. All right. If you recall. Yeah. And Matteo's had quite the year since then. Mm -hmm. He headlined some comedy clubs. Mm hmm. Directed a commercial in oh, China. Isn't that true? Something right. you directed something in China. Yeah, yeah. Directed a, a, a commercial for a company that makes makeup brushes. Wow. So it was like really up my alley. How did you get that gig? Uh, a friend of mine is a creative director, and uh, anytime he goes to like a new place, like you know, he he always tries to get work for all of his like creative buddy friends. So That's a great. bunch of us got the call to yeah. go and help them out with their branding. So That's really cool. awesome. Yeah. Is he at an agency? He was, but now he's kind of just doing his own thing. Wow, that's yeah. great! It's really nice. Yeah, thanks exciting. for asking. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of exciting stuff, and uh, been writing tons and doing yeah, lots of shows, lots of stand up. And before we started recording, you were giving us your list of comedians in LA you don't like, and I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was I? No. I, and I very vicious, too. I some generally very, don't do those kinds of things. Very mean comments about, about lots some of people. Alcohol. Yeah. I was, I was very upset to hear some of the <laughs> names that you said and what you said about them. <laughs> very disturbing. To those people. Did you have a nice Christmas, Isaac? Was it yeah. very trad? Trad? No. We went to Wee Spa. Me and Gracie went to Wee Spa. For Christmas? Yeah, on Christmas nice. Day. Very chill. Did Great you get scrubbed place out? No. It, I didn't do any of the spa stuff. Just, right. Yeah. I don't We've talked about Wee Spa on yes. before. You were there the same day as my sister and right. her boyfriend. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, it's great. It's Ate some delicious food. Bulgogi. Mm. Mm. Although, on the roof, it's this totally silent, amazing, beautiful sanctuary these two girls sat next to us on the thing. We're like napping, reading. I'm reading Harry Potter, just chilling. What? Yeah. Wait. And <laughs> these women sit next to us. Why are you reading Harry Potter? Girls. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I, I want to find a book again that it totally is just like addictive. You know, okay. like I love that feeling when you have a book that you can't wait to come home to read. Yes. And I haven't had that in so long. So like, I'm trying to find that. Yeah. 
Did were you just gonna say Mein Kampf? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I used to read Mein Kampf. Like Yay! Read, yeah. First one of the year. <laughs> you know, like when you read Mein Kampf, right? <laughs> one of our attorneys okay, is right. a Jew. <laughs> that, okay, that's a taste of that. I thought it was gonna be like you know a duck quack. No, <laughs> we're a little we're a little classier than that. Okay, quack quack quack. That's more anti-Semitic. The duck quack. You don't know about the duck quack? No. Why would I know these <laughs> these horrible markers? It's not a thing. Okay. Um, I believe it. Anyway, so this is just very Jerry Seinfeld. These girls start. They're on their phone next to us, and they just start watching a movie. Yeah. On their phone with the sound on. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a fucking spot, like tranquility spa. You right. can't bring your fucking phone in here and start watching shit on it, right? No. Well, I, totally... I live in a very Asian dominated suburb of uh, Southern California, and people just do that. They'll just go with their cell phones full volume, and there's like four or five of them. And they're not responding to anything that it's Wait. not like they're laughing. It's not like they're agreeing. It's not like they're shaking their head. They're just like full frozen zombied out watching whatever's on their phone. Yeah. It's wild. It's definitely weird. And it what? was particularly weird. Is this an Asian thing? Yeah. Are you yeah. saying it's I've yeah. just, I've just seen the Asian people in my, in my neighborhood do it. Okay. Yeah. All well, right. the weird thing is this place was totally filled <laughs> was with that Asian racist? people. Was I just racist? Probably. Yeah. That's, okay. that's slightly racist. <laughs> uh, uh, conservative no. comedian, <laughs> Matteo Martinez. <laughs> I'm well, kind of edgy i guess in a way yeah, yeah alt-right yeah anyway i don't know i was so infuriated so did they stop or did they, did you say anything i did i said it's really loud and, and what did they say they turned it down but they kept doing it mm. and to me it's like well the thing is it's a korean spa to begin with so right. it's like the asian stereotype doesn't totally work because they've the koreans have created this amazing beautiful silent oasis but the it's girls. their own people that are ruining it. <laughs> if I could say something that's not to, to backtrack it. on my racism, I don't know if the people in my neighborhood were Chinese or Koreans, right, or what. Yeah, but they did do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad. Well, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah, but anyway, I just feel like there needs to be some sort of public rules. Like there has to be a standard that is set that that's like never okay. You that was can never do that. That was one of my favorite things in England was in the public transit and the tube where people stand on the right and go up or oh, walk yeah. up the stairs no, on the left so much and they just code. fucking do it. Oh yeah, I was so I could, I was so happy. I know standing there just like everyone's where they're supposed to be. Nobody's in the way. And if you do get in the way, they fucking take care of you quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. perfect. No, yeah. I love that social, and again, social enforcement regimes are just great. beautiful to witness. You would have loved Germany. Well, it's the same in Sweden, too. People <laughs> see in I Sweden. Disagree. Nine years <laughs> of my life getting the business end of a bratwurst in my face. <laughs> sorry, I was talking to my husband. Um, Sorry. Germany, it, they do the, the same thing too. They, oh, because you lived there. I lived there in okay, Berlin for almost nine years, and uh, they really do reinforce their social norms Strongly. quite casually and with total aplomb. Yeah. yeah, and I come from you know California, you know Los Angeles. Yeah, we embrace people of all colors and nationalities and how you do's, and we well, we say fine you know i don't i wouldn't have said and i didn't say anything to those asian people watching their phones yeah. at the coffee house <laughs> though i was trying to write and be quiet but germans have no such yeah. no they'll tell reservations. you reservations no, dude and, and it gets crazier in the netherlands and particularly in sweden i had an old man physically 
push me off the sidewalk because I was on the wrong side. <laughs> That's great. He's fucking Jew. Get the fuck off of our sidewalk. Come, please. <laughs> I was like, you're absolutely right, sir. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Were you wearing your armband or something? <laughs> you could smell it. Yeah, like just anyone who's a brunette, it's Jewish. Yeah. As far hilarious. as the Swedes are concerned. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, hilarious. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, right. which Harry Potter book was it? I mean, the first one. Oh. I, but I, I lost interest. It didn't do that. I wanted it to do that thing. And it Had you read them before? No. Oh. I'd never read them. Do you know why you lost interest? Is because they're not that great. <laughs> Ooh. I, I don't I, I listen, I am forty four years old. Hot take. I did not this was <laughs> I was a Star Wars kid, not a Harry Potter guy. Mm. Yeah. I don't like the movies either. But I thought, oh, maybe this will be something that I can get like reading addicted to. Right. You know, the last time I felt that was I read Michael Crichton's Sphere mm. and I was like, Oh yeah, man. Sphere. And mm. it's the best feeling when all you want to do is read a book yeah. like because you're like okay i don't i just want to get done with work so i can just go home and read yeah. like it's a great yeah. feeling that it is yeah. i agree but it's so rare i don't really get that send us your recommendations much. listeners yeah for, for like addictive books addictive books yeah. we actually have a reading recommendation from a listener we never followed up on we should get on that one potted meat remember that no we need hmm. to read potted meat hmm. somebody sent us that one uh meat. did you guys so i went to i'm going to tell my holiday story i went to the uk and ireland oh for christmas and new year's and did you see the news where the the gatwick airport was shut down because of drones yeah guess whose yes. flight was no. impacted by that <laughs> guess who oh, this guy that made international headlines yeah it, it they canceled flights for an entire like day and a half including mine and i couldn't get I was flying Norwegian and I couldn't get another one booked until the 24th, which was not acceptable. So I had to buy a new plane ticket the day of to fly over there. And you just took the hit? I mean, no, Norwegian uh, refunded the money, oh, thankfully. Okay, yeah. But it was still like the amount of money to pay day of to fly to yeah. London is <laughs> significantly large. Yeah. What, did, what did you do to, to pass the time? When? When you were stuck there. I wasn't stuck anywhere. You just ended up getting up on another flight. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Right. Like the same time. And I, oh, I got, got stuck got at lucky. I got stuck at Heathrow like for hours waiting for my flight to Ireland to, to go through. Oh. But yeah. And I sat next to two babies. Oh. So you were minorly inconvenienced. This was a story that took a real Financially. Well, because I got up the morning to get on my flight and they're like, I get the notification on the Norwegian app. They're like, your flight has been canceled. And I. It was just like, this couldn't be Wait, the worst so, possible timing. But then you had to pay for it, but then they reimbursed you. Or uh, some, I mean, they reimbursed for the Norwegian flight, but the United flight that I took was obviously more expensive because it was bought day of, so it doesn't cover the whole thing. So oh. the fucking drone. Thank you, drone people, which they've... There's a thesis that most of the drone sightings were from police drones looking for the original drones. <laughs> oh. That's funny. That's great. So the whole thing with the drones, but it was intentional, right? It was like an environmental thing. They were like, we're environmentalists. And they found some guys cycling, of course. They were oh, like really? cyclists. I didn't know the update on Yeah, it. they arrested two cyclists who were like seen like packing their drones away. I think it was supposedly an environmental 
protest. Well, I know that they arrested two people, but later after they arrested them is when the theory that it was police drones that were the cause of most of the sightings was going on. So Mm. I was just like, that's fucking great. Goes to show, though, that this is clearly like a huge security flaw that they've been waiting for somebody to exploit. Obviously. Like the terrorists. Why have they not figured out how to drone bomb the planes? (laughs) Like, it's obvious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. very scary, actually. The, the yeah. Gatwick Airport could be shut down because some asshole has a drone. Well, think about how easy it would be to just fly a drone in there and a plane's taking off. Just oh, yeah. Bomb. It seems like so easy. I feel yeah. like civilization is hanging on by a thread in so many ways. I know. Like, there's so many it's horrible true. things that you could do. I won't say any on this podcast. I don't know what kind of listeners you have. Well, that's <laughs> wise of you. Give them any ideas. <laughs> I know about some of them, right? Uh, uh. Elliot Roger. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use all the sound effects today. I'm going to hit them all. That's great. Uh, and then I, I guess I'll, I'll share this. I did stand-up in London, which wow. was... I did three shows there, and stand-up in London oh, is great, totally fucking insane. How? Uh, their shows are like 90 to 120 minutes long, oh. and they take one to two breaks during the show breaks they're like it's time for the interval everybody st-, you know <laughs> the interval the interval and you go down to the bar and you get more drinks and you come back up to your seat and everyone stays for the entire show it is the most shocking thing i have wow. ever seen in my life wow cuz i was there cuz the one of the bookers sent me the like the lineup and i'm like at the fucking end of one of them He's like, you're in the third section of the show. I was like, what? third section? <laughs> and I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. This is going to be the worst show ever. And it was a, like a new material show. So it was people trying out new jokes and stuff. You uh, didn't though, right? No. Okay, no, no, no. Good, no. Good, I, good. I, was, I was going in there hot. I was, I was doing... Because I had to think about stuff to do for British people. Right. Because there's yeah, some, oh, yeah. some stuff I talk about, they'd be like, what are you even saying? Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So... Uh, I was like, there's going to be nobody here by the time I go up. Incorrect. The audience was there for the whole thing, and wow. they were interested and down. And they were hammered at that point, so yeah, you must have hammered. really killed. Yeah, it was great. That's great. It was. <sighs> That's cool. You it know, was, it's shows like that that really kind of build your confidence chops. Well, it was the. This was the other thing that's crazy about it is I did two shows at a club. Like I did the the new material night, and they asked me back the next night, and it was fucking packed. It was just packed with people the second night, and then the third night I went to like an independent show in a pub, and it was like the upstairs of the pub, and I was like, all right, this is gonna be some fucking L.A. bar show shit. Yeah, no, full of people, and all the comedians were good. That was the other shocking thing is like there was what? no scrubs. There was the level, I mean, there was some that I was like, these aren't my favorite, and there were some that weren't super strong, but there was no shit on the lineup. There was none, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, LA is poisoned. Like, our comedy community is poisoned with shit. Well, it's because they're, the English have always had, like, a good relationship with, like, clever, quippy language, right? So there's always going to be some higher level of that. Yeah, but they also have this really annoying penchant for uh, absurdism. You know, and, and, and that's not really, you know, joke structure. That's just kind of like... What the, do you mean absurd? What do you mean? <clears throat> well, yeah, absurdist jokes. Like, they like don't... <clears throat> yeah, there's no... They're not, you know, they're not set up in a punchline. They're these weird kind of snowflakey... Like, if you... 
know that King George liked baked beans at eight in the morning. You're going to love this joke. (laughs) And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Obscure references. Yeah, or some weird logic thing that, like, you know, know, post-colonialism... As, uh, yeah, you know, you're just like, what? They're too smart sometimes is what too I'm saying. Smart. One of the guys on the show was like a fake psychic. Oh, and his great. And it was like a half hour of this. Whoa. And it was like a half hour of him like doing fake psychic readings where he's just insulting the audience. And he talks in like this high voice the whole time. Yeah. And it was still pretty funny. Like it wasn't, there was a lot of British references that I didn't get. I was yeah, just like, yeah. I don't know what that is. But it was cool. Like, it was nice to be in a healthy comedy environment. There was just no... Do you mean healthy because the audiences were really into the it? The audience was healthy. Like, we hadn't... The audience hasn't been destroyed by terrible comedy like we've done in this city. And then comics who and, were actually giving a crap about what they were the talking comics, about and writing. Yeah, the comics yeah, who were up there were all decent. Like, I was just like, I need to leave L.A. This is, <laughs> this is not a place to live to, like... Do smart advance my just to yeah. advance my career it will never happen i decided in the city yeah. like i went there and i did great and people were talking to me and i was just like it's never like this here it's yeah. always a shit show in la yeah it's really aggravating although i was humiliated appropriately at the beginning of the third show because i show up and i go upstairs and it's run by this interesting dude uh named martin and i go i'm like hi martin i'm charles uh you know i you had booked me on the show back in October. He's like, oh, I don't have any record of you being on tonight's show. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, we emailed about this in October. He's like Googling me while he's talking to me. Yeah. So he's like looking looking for me. And I was on the fence about whether or not I'd get on. And then he's like, oh, I'm about to do a video podcast. Why don't you have a seat? So he sits me down and he turns on Facebook Live. And I have to sit there and talk to this man that I've just met. And you know me, like I'm, I'm super awkward and it's a total train wreck because this other comedian comes in that he knows and he's talking to her the whole time. So they're, they're chatting. You can see like half of my face <laughs> in the screen. Anybody wants to see this, I'm happy to link you to it. It's the worst thing oh ever. Oh my God. So he let me get on and, but I could tell he was nervous, but too polite to tell me just no, sorry. So he let me go on. I had to go last. And uh, like the wait, wait, so he really had, I thought there was going to be a joke. I thought he was going to be fucking with you. No, he really had no record. He had no record. And I went at the end and luckily I did great. Yeah. And then afterwards he's like, oh, if you're ever in the UK, please look me up. Yeah. Uh, So you could not schedule (laughs) me again. And then uh, on the email that I sent to thank him, I made sure to reply to the original October era (laughs) booking. And I was like, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yes, Queen. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. It was serving. It was almost humiliation. Get it, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It was a it, it was a fun comedy experience over there. That's really exciting. Good for you. No. So you were also there with your mom's boyfriend. Ah, yes. This is the part I want to What? My it was, was your mom there? Yeah, it was a family. No, just me and my mom's boyfriend. Weird. Well, that's what, that's what I make sound like. We went, my mom and I went, and her boyfriend was there too, and it was like a family sort of Christmas and New Year's together. I feel like uh, you would be the worst mom's son to, do. to deal with ever. 
<laughs> I was like a middle-aged so man. And I was true. like, oh, I met a girl. Oh, God. Your time to meet her son. And it's Charles. I'd be like, oh, my God. I, yeah. just, and you were just looking at him with just pure the towel now. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, I, I'm nice. I, I keep it nice. The guy is super nice. He's very, very nice. I want to establish that now in case he's ever listened. He's a very nice man. I don't have any personal problem with him. But his niceness is oppressive to the point of it being <laughs> annoying. Because mm-hmm. this is what... There I'll, is no chance... There would you would like this guy. There is <laughs> yeah. nothing you yeah. would find something yeah. to dislike. So there is no way you'd be like, ah, oh, it's, it's wonderful. I you feel like a the wonderful threshold time. of your ability to deal with niceness like that is also like really low, low to the ground. Anyway. Well, it'll be like we'll go and we'll be trying to decide what to eat. So my mom has like dietary issues that she has to adhere to. I do not. I don't care. Um, so she'll get his input sometimes and she's like, what do you, do you have any specific thing you want to try out tonight you want to go to? And he's like, no, whatever you want is fine by me. And she's uh, like, but no, I, I want to know because there's two choices and we could go get Chinese or we go get this. Either one is fine. He's like, whatever you want to do is fine by me. And he just does that. It's where he won't ever take any kind of opinion and like say it because he's worried it'll be wrong. Yes. But there's yes. no need to worry because we're all fine. And there's like, no situation in which that's more annoying than the food decision. Yes, making. just so, fucking. Have you ever seen? There's a really great Shane Carruth short film that's him and a girl walking around New York City trying to decide what to eat, <laughs> and it goes on and on and on, <laughs> and hours and hours, and they start to get meaner and meaner and meaner to each other. It kind of misses the opportunity at the end for them to like literally like kill each other, which right. is what it should be. But I always thought that was a funny. It's yeah. me and Gracie spend hours sometimes just wandering. Yeah, trying to decide. No, oh, we can't hang- go here. You get angry. Yeah, oh, this place. Fucking... Oh, it's closing. It's nine. Yeah, half the restaurant's closed. Now we go here, and it's then. Yeah, that's a big thing. Especially when we're traveling, mm-hmm. happens all the time. Right, and then it would happen with activities too, because it's yeah. like, oh, we could go out. Like maybe we should leave London for a day and go on a day trip, or maybe we want to stay and go to the Tate or do whatever. What do you want? And he'd be like, I'm fine with whatever <laughs> we decide. <laughs> trying to be nice. But right. just annoying the but fuck like, out come of come on, give us yeah. a, give us a position here. Yeah, some we kind. just we just want to know because yeah, then yeah. he'll do this other thing <laughs> where like he obviously has some idea in his head about something he wants to do, but won't say it until it reaches the breaking point. <laughs> like we were walking home in Dublin back to the Airbnb, and we're just walking, and then he's like. Why can't we just stop at a whiskey bar? And we're both like, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> like, what he's been wanting to do the whole time. That's great. That's great. Why did you say that? that? Like, he sounds like my people. An hour ago. And he almost shit his him. pants one night. That was, I love I'll probably have to cut that out. I want to say that part. To shit his pants? Yeah, he almost shit his pants. How do you know that he almost shit his pants? my mom's like, uh, we need to stop at the bathroom. Chris is about to have an emergency. And then it was like 30 minutes later when he came out. So, Oh, that, I do that all the time. It doesn't mean I almost shit my pants. It just means that I... What? I just... Need, I have... You know, I like shit in public sometimes. You got to do it. Yeah. You like shitting in public. I like shitting in public. Yeah. I've had to shit in your house several times. You hate it. Yeah, I do. You hate when I do it. I, oh. I think that like there's a cushion... There's a amount of time when you're at someone's house when you should not shit like if you're at someone's house for less than three hours you should should not shit there if i didn't have shit like i'm like one of those people who like has when i have to shit like i there's no it's like has to happen like i gotta find a place to do it like it's not i don't like just wait peeing is not like that i feel like that that has to be like a team effort like then don't serve coffee right Right. yeah no i think that can't serve coffee i think that there's like certain salad 
Salad makes you shit? Yeah, if you have enough roughage. (laughs) Yeah, so thanks uh, for none of our UK or Ireland listeners. Well, Ireland, I didn't do any comedy. Um, But thanks for none of our UK listeners for showing up. (laughs) 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 I didn't expect them to. So sad. Um, Who knows if they even live in, you know, we don't, I don't know where in the UK they end up living. Um, that sa- that was like barely coherent. What I just said. You say end up living in the UK. Who knows if that's where they end up? Oh, and the other funny thing that happened in Ireland was, um, I went to Newgrange. Do you guys? Have you guys? Been, it's in like a five thousand year old burial mound outside of Dublin, and there's uh, it was discovered during the Victorian era. So there's all this Victorian era graffiti inside. Uh, people writing their names and so forth, and I found my last name scratched into a wall. Wow. Yeah. I took a picture of it. So there you go. How do you know it was old? It said 1822 under it. Wow. That's really cool. So some... God. What do the Victorians say in their graffiti? It's all names. There's got to be a funny joke here. No, sadly, no. Um, Yeah, Yeah, actually... um, (laughs) Full circle. They write cunt... No, did no in like calligraphy. <laughs> no, stop. You're stupid. In Berlin, calligraphy, the, the, which the, is what they were writing in in the 1800s. <laughs> it was hieroglyphics, I believe. What Just kidding. It? Anyway, it, what? It, oh, calligraphy. Have, like, never mind. I'm gonna do. They have they have graffiti. <laughs> the Russian soldiers when they came in to take over the capital, yeah. building the Reichstag, uh, they've got the graffiti there. But it is the same thing. Only names. Yeah. And uh, this is the date we came in here. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like even the cave painters knew how to draw some shit. And then it's like names goes to show we've just gotten more selfish over time. Mm. You know, you just don't see the cave painters writing their names. So it was never like thag. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of the show, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. It was always like Buffalo picture. <laughs> Maybe that was the name. Yeah. Uh, so fun trip. I loved it very much. I uh, wouldn't mind living there. Yeah, you be. should maybe. Yeah. You should get the hmm. hell out of here. I, I agree. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, somebody like you, I feel like your sensibilities would be more... Los Angeles is like... You have very Anglo sensibilities to begin with. And what are you implying? I'm just saying. It's like England, Anglo. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What you kind of sensibility I mean? does Los Angeles have? Mexican-ish. Oh. I People always look at me. I'm only half Mexican. That's, yeah. I mean, kind of Mexican. It's like, you know what it is? It's not, here's the Los Angeles. It's like a desert sensibility. Mm. So it's like, that's why Persian, there's so many Persian, like, desert people here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We're back. Uh, all right, so let's do uh, let's do a little housekeeping-y things, and then we'll get into the meat of the discussion. Uh, so BuzzFeed is looking for podcasts to feature on their 2019 uh, like new or interesting podcasts that don't get a lot of coverage. So I'll put the link to this in our show notes. The uh, due date is by January 18th, which will be three days after this episode posts. So if you could please go there and write them about us, it would be great. I want 2019 to be the year that we get the the mainstream widespread attention. All right, I'm down. Earn media. So, but why, let's talk about why BuzzFeed. Well, let me be clear. For... I'm only saying this because this is just a thing that I saw on my timeline. But I didn't go looking. But still, if you were BuzzFeed and you're BuzzFeed, why would you ever put us on there? Aren't they going to be like, no, like... 
this is not our thing. Like they, I don't know. Two, you know, I don't know. Two, two, two white dudes yeah. talking about. Yeah, of course that'll be the immediate. Our opinions, thing. like they would be like, "Fuck you, no way." Well, send in the ones that are, you know, send in the ones that Isaac hates. Basically, <laughs> that's the ones that that Buzzfeed will love. The grind, grinder true. episode. Oof, that was a rough one. Uh, send in. Isaac is very uncomfortable with gay sex discussions and so. yet we do it all the time <laughs> i don't know that we do it all the time it's not not that frequent if you look at the titles send in the the, the podcast one and like send in one other one i don't know you guys that listen you know what's good so there's an email address you can email them to scott.brian at buzzfeed.com make sure the subject line includes the word podcast or you can post it on this page that i'll link to so do it. And a bunch of places have these. So I I get listener emails all the time with people describing why they like the show to me and to Isaac, which yeah. is lovely, but I'd rather you tell someone else. Yes. Uh, write it on our iTunes page, write a review or do whatever, but tell other people. That's what's really, <clears throat> I think, going to be key. Very true. Um, we do not need the praise. We hate ourselves. And nothing you <laughs> we say. We hate ourselves enough. Yeah, nothing you say will ever change that. <laughs> and then write us uh, to tell us what you want more of this year. Do you want, is the release epi- the release schedule good? Like, do you like one episode a week or one episode plus a mini-sode? I was reading that too many releases cannibalize each other. Hmm. So that made me nervous about putting out like a regular episode and a mini-episode in a week. In the same week. Yeah. So I'm curious about all that. So if you have opinions... Give them to us. Well, I personally would like to hear a little bit more about gay sex and discussions about gay sex. Gay sex. Well, you can Ooh. listen to our our episode on the topic because <laughs> we don't want to. But one episode and that's what made it too much? No, we've talked about it all the time on here. No, we don't. I, don't that's, I disagree with that entirely. Well, can we talk about this text message you sent me, by the way? Oh, yeah. Ooh, sounds hot. What are you-, you sent me a text message that was so many things... That were annoying <laughs> at one time. <laughs> I don't really want to reread it, but you sent me a text that was like some guy saying that I was a dilf. No, he was asking if you were a dilf. Oh, he was saying, "Is he a dilf? Is he a dilf?" Oh, and then you called me a skinny fat. Well, you've described yourself, <laughs> and as then such. it was like I don't even know what to make of this. So it was just a barrage of. Things going on. Uncomfortable making. Well, a barrage of uncomfortable making in one text. I was just like, what is this? Homo subtext. Also, only I can call myself a skinny fat. No one else (laughs) can say this. (laughs) It's not okay. I I thought it was fine. I thought it was an okay thing to... um, So somebody asked, is Isaac a DILF? And I sent them... Oh, I thought it said... Oh, okay. So I misread it to be. Is Isaac a dill? Got it. Got it. He just got triggered. She got triggered. Yeah, right away. away. And I sent an Instagram link to your, I think your LinkedIn, whatever you ended up using for your LinkedIn profile. (laughs) Yeah. And this person said, wow, this is not how I pictured him. And I said, what did you picture? And he said, like an old guy. And he has a skinny (laughs) voice. And I said, Isaac is younger than me, he's a skinny fat. Great, thanks. What do you mean he has a skinny voice? I don't look fat in those pictures. I, uh, this is what some. Uh, that's what they say. I don't know. But I, I don't look fat in those pictures. Uh, don't don't tell me. <laughs> do about I? It. Can I can I tell you why that that's so? It's because <clears throat> you you speak from your throat and you don't really get into your into your gut. Yeah, it's because I had a, a history of 
terrible asthma as a child. So mm-hmm. it's like you can even hear on here. I still like I, you, I like have a slight wheeze. Yeah, because it, it's like really bad lungs. Mm. I thought it was the curmudgeonliness, but okay, bad lungs. Bad lungs. But excuse me, first of all, Whoa. do you think I look fat in those pictures? No. So what the hell is he talking about? I don't know. You know, this is what he means by like uncomfortable gay conversations. Yeah, I, I get don't it. Like this. <laughs> oh, why you got that upset by it? Oh, thanks to the listener who said I have a cute laugh. Thank you. I can Charles finally. Oh, okay. I can finally. That's f- a cute laugh. I can finally fuck one of my fans. Just kidding. Just a joke. Yeah, Charles doesn't do that. I would never, because then I'd lose them as a fan. <laughs> They'd lose all respect for me. As soon as you fuck somebody that like likes your creative output, it's over. No, that's not true. You can bang. That's how you gain more power. Yeah, you have you to seen any of those groupies. porn sites where like the porn star like takes a groupie and like yeah. you have to steal their. Those mail. are porn. Those are specifically people like who whose fans are fans of them for fucking. No, groupies are a big, oh, yeah. important part of fame. They're like the canary in the coal mine. That's how you know you're doing something right when you have groupies. When you have groupies, which goes to show why this show is a failure. <laughs> so uh, I've got one. I don't know about you. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. I'd have to Hold be very on. dominant, though. That, that would be. I the... don't understand that picture. I don't look fat in that oh, picture Jesus at all. Christ. Here we go. <laughs> I love that this bugs you so much. This is <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I so didn't... cute. It's just like, what the fuck? Do you, it, it, you're kind of hunched over in it. Yeah. Your face is kind over. of like... Can you show uh, Matteo the picture? This is your LinkedIn profile pic? Yeah. yeah. It's saying I look bad in the LinkedIn profile. We didn't say... Nobody said you looked bad. It's, it's look just that they Not didn't... skinny. Well, no, no, no. It's just... Oh, yeah. Okay, he did say that. Go on Isaac's uh, Instagram and comment. I'm not getting good service. Give him the... Uh, yeah, I'm still a bitch about this stuff, honestly. I really am. I'm like, I'm still, sen- I'm like overly sensitive about my appearance. It's but but that's curious because like, why? Because <laughs> you're, I know, right. you're a pretty young guy. Like it's going to get worse. I know, right? It's, you're completely right. And who also, who gives a shit anyway? You know, it's like I'm engaged. I don't. What What do I need to be attractive for? Well, because would you fuck a fan if you weren't engaged? Isaac? Oh my God, that is such a cute picture of you. I know, right? What's he saying? Not skinny for. It's a really gay conversation, boys. Well, you, do, you know what? I would. Oh, okay. You see? It's he's hunched over, right? It, it's over. not. It, it's just that you know. I'm seeing that booty back there. That's a lot of. I don't oh. have much of a booty. It must be a lot of optical illusion. Well, optical I, illusion. I can ask the person who sent that. Uh, what? Oh they, yeah, there's kind of an optical illusion going on in there. I yeah, kinda, it's I because of the two Dness of yeah. picture. Mm-hmm. Very. Anyway, yeah. So uh, write whatever. us write us in your sexual fantasies about us. Play. Would you fuck a fan, Matteo, if you had like a? You pro- I have, uh, I've never been propositioned by a fan. Would you? Know. Is the question. Would I? Yeah. Uh, no. Wow. I don't think so. I mean, no, because I, I. No, I just wouldn't. That's weird. Yeah. I've got a really weird thing. Like I, I, you know, if I'm gonna have sex with somebody, it's it's got to be like a a real like chemical attraction, like chemistry. Are you Sorry, demisexual? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I'm not attracted to you know, uh, classically handsome guys. Mm. You know, all the time. Like it's really a chemistry thing. I'm 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 always surprised. I'm like, I think that guy's hot. All right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like two of us that wouldn't fuck a fan. Would you? Oh, yeah. I okay. mean, if I wasn't married. Of course, obviously. I am. Yes. But oh, you I, guys are a well, closed thing. 
Yes, we are. Um, so mm-hmm. if I was not in a closed thing, <laughs> I would definitely bang fans <laughs> all the time. Wow. Sorry to I make you sound like a friend. All right, ladies, <laughs> right in. There's no women listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Heather. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> De- definitely a male-dominated oh, audience great. that we have. That's great. Yeah. I wish I was one of those people that I, I've always, uh, I've done like a lot of projects in my life. Yeah. And they're always all a bunch of like angry dudes. It's always, <laughs> and some guys are so good at attracting women to their like projects. Yeah. Like, remember when I had my, I had a book opening recently. It was like poetry book thing. Yes. I invited a bunch of dudes and a bunch of girls. Yeah. And none of the girls showed up <laughs> and all the dudes did. <clears throat> it was very dude heavy. Yeah, evening. it's very dude heavy. Can yeah. I, can I, Elaborate on that a little bit. I think the other reason <laughs> too is is also because you know when I do stand up, like it's super self deprecating. I fem up, like you know, I really like bring out the sparkle, and I just don't know. I I, I feel like I'm so not in control of a situation where people like. There's no way someone's gonna see me and think, uh, let's, untrue. Let's have. What sex about with a that what guy. about a gay guy though? That's what I'm saying. Like, a, like a gay guy, like a woman. Like, I don't think they would see my act and be like, oh, "No, the very that's act hot. of standing, <laughs> the very act of having the attention of an entire room, regardless of what you're saying, is attractive." Yeah, totally. Really? Yeah. yeah, people I, I love just, it. Doesn't um, matter. Look at Dave Rosenberg, man. Right, Dave Rosenberg. Da- yeah, yeah. Rosen? He gets girls through. Really? Yeah. yeah. And they immediately go away as soon as they talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so but initially, but like, I saw so it firsthand. Shade. I mean, we he performed. He yeah. had the whole audience. You know, he does his thing, and two the two hot girls in the audience just came beeline to him right after. The five years I've been doing it. Yeah. Never once. Mm-hmm. Well, never once has anybody approached me after a show and been like, "Hey." Stuff. Maybe they're intimidated. intimidated maybe they. Yeah. Maybe well, they also can. maybe wow. it's more of a girl thing. Maybe it's more hmm. of a girl dynamic than a hmm. guy guy dynamic. Because I, it is true that women are, you know, they like different things. Women, I think, are attracted to different things than men are. Like I wouldn't. I don't think you know. There's there are chuckle fuckers, right? Yeah. But those are all women. Like there's not male chuckle fuckers. Like nobody's like, ooh, Amy Schumer. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting. You know, like, yeah, I, 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 that's probably true. Yeah. The only time I've gotten after a stand up, the only time I've ever gotten it. No, that's not true. One time I did stand up, and then somebody messaged me on Grinder. And they're like, did I just see you do stand-up? And I was like, block. <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah why? Because they were gross. I wasn't interested. <laughs> oh, Charles. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but anytime somebody's approached me, and it's, it's just been that one skagged-out lady in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it is a male-female thing. Fascinating. Speaking mm. of comedians who do things with with people let's talk about louis ck oh yeah okay there we go this is a good segue thanks i've been thinking about it so uh just to bring everybody up to speed i'm sure most people listening know but there's this set of louis ck's that was leaked Uh, somebody at his show at governor's uh, recorded a it was like a 45 minute an hour long set and it kind of reignited all this louis drama and if you don't remember back in November 2017, I think it was, there was a New York Times article about these women that uh, he had masturbated in front of in a variety of different situations. I don't remember all the details, and I apologize. But basically, it was like other comedians that he'd invite up to his hotel room 
and he would be suddenly like, oh, can I jerk off in front of you? And they were like, uh, and then they'd, I mean, sit there and be grossed out. And in some cases, I think like his manager, Dave Becky, fucked with their careers. Um, so, you know, Louis was revealed to be a creep. And then. I hadn't heard the thing about the fucking with the careers part. I don't that, know. That seems. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. There was, there was, there was definitely some like blacklisting and some career related issues hmm. stemming from that. Um, and so when this this leaked thing came out, it was really a puzzle to me why the focus was so much on Lou, uh, the material that Louis C.K. was doing in his set versus like the fact of whether or not He's comedy performing. clubs right, should right, be right. having him perform and why everyone was like going after his joke so hard. It didn't make any sense to me. And I'm just... I, I think it's because of what he symbolizes to so many people. Yeah, and they're going to find anything to use against him, right? Right, right. It just, it, it bothers me. You posted this thing on your Facebook that I did the eye roll me, emoji Mattia, on. Me, Mattia, Ma- not, yeah. not Isaac. No, Isaac's not on Facebook, so the audience oh, knows right, right. that I'm not talking about him. Okay. Right. Um, and let's see. The, I won't read the entire thing, but this is the thing that struck to me. This struck me. They go, quote, So I just got through listening to audio of a Louis C.K. set we're all going to be talking about for the next week or two. That's true. The one we've been expecting, where he comes out as a full-on PC-baiting, queer-phobic, MAGA-pandering shitbag. But this must be Jezebel you're reading. It wasn't Jezebel. It was just some dude. I don't know how you know that guy. Oh, this is Facebook. Sorry, yes. And I read that, and then Vox's uh, opinion was, 2018, during which his stand-up special and the wide release of his film, I Love You, Daddy, were canceled, seems to have wrought a change in CK, where once his comedy offered a fresh look at established power structures, (laughs) he now seems set on ranting about kids today and their pronoun choices. And these are completely historically inaccurate about Louis C.K. as a comedian. They're fucking wrong. Yeah, it's like, just total fake news. It's it's yeah. it's like before his the revelation that he was a creep. Everyone had this like vision of him not being a very dark, mean spirited, say the dark things in the back of my mind style comedian. But he's been that forever. Right. So this weird thing where they're like, oh, he's changed. And now he's like a Trump-supporting stand-up. Right. Well, because is, it's a, the story is appealing to think that. It's appealing to think that, oh, he got called out as a bad boy, and now he's doubling down and becoming, you know, alt-right or something. Right. It's a scary thought. So people want to say that. But it's obviously, I'm sure it's not that simple. No. I don't think it's related at all. And if you listen to his set, which I've done. I've listened to most of it. It's very, it's unpolished. It's not something that he would put out in like a Netflix special right now. But a lot of it is very classic Louis C.K. My favorite bit in there is where he talks about enjoying his Jewish doctor like touching him because he likes the intimacy of like somebody caring about him and touching his body (laughs) until his doctor says like, you need to stop eating ice cream. Your cholesterol is too too high. And he's like, get your hands off me, you Jewish faggot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's it's that's funny. It's a funny bit. It's really good. Wait, so what, is there anything about it, though, that seems different to you? Like, since his fall from grace? No. It doesn't seem so. different. Have you listened to it, Matteo? Yeah. 
my the reason I posted that, yes. and I took it down after I talked to you, because you. Convinced <laughs> oh, this me. was you that was saying those. No, 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 no. no. He, he shared. You were sharing. I shared it because I thought because because what the article what what that Facebook post went on to say was basically that you know Louis's big gripe against younger people is that they aren't as cool as he was doing the shit that he did when he was younger. Yeah, here's this joke about how like <clears throat> today's kids aren't doing Jello shots and fingering each other in parking lots. They're out like. Uh, protesting and being activists right. and so forth. And and this guy on Facebook said, you don't know what these kids are doing. They're doing drugs you couldn't even imagine, you know, putting together. They're having all kinds of sex in, you know, these self-identified ways. You, you know, they're just, they're changing the game so completely. If you think rock and roll is dead in a younger, in the younger generation, you got your head up, you're behind. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of identified with that insofar as, you know, I've been, I, I, you know, I try to understand what my role is and, and what I'm supposed to be talking about up there. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's a thing to have a mic, especially in a town like Los Angeles. And I, I don't take the, t- the stage time I get for granted. So I, I want to make the most of it. I, I want to be somebody of, you know, substance if I'm going to get that many people's attention. And I, I kind of feel looking back on my life. Yeah, I was, I came out in 1994. I wore skinny jeans when that kind of thing could get you in a, in a fair bit of physical trouble. And I don't appreciate a guy like Louis complaining about younger people because he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't, he doesn't know, you know, even his contemporaries really in that way, but it's neither here nor there. Cause what you said was ultimately this guy was being anti-comedy in that it's kind of a, a comedy police situation and we can't censor a guy like Louis, especially because, well, no, I don't, I, I don't want to say we can't censor a guy like Louis. What I want to say is this discussion mm-hmm. is not being, uh, held on the correct grounds right because if we were talking about should lewis ck have a platform should comedy clubs be booking him should audiences be going to see him i'm more interested in that because that's sort of interesting to me like does he that part of it yeah but you also said and i thought this was really important we're not talking about the victims we're not talking about the impact on their lives and what happened to them right yeah these he's not joking about the victims you know, he's not up there doing stuff at the expense of the people that he actively harmed. So it's not, and and the the discussion about oh, is Louis C.K. like a, a Trump supporting comedian uh, is very just disconnected from that. And that was really puzzling to me because I'm like, who cares what he says on stage? Well, it's choosing sides, right? I mean, that's what this is all about. It's choosing teams. And for a while, Louis C.K. was on the good team. Right. He was the, you know, probably darkest side of it in a way and the most aware, but he was so funny and so talented and so incredible at what he was doing and never crossed the line enough to but, be a bad boy but, but and now he did and now he's a bad boy and no, now no. it's like they don't want to bring him back so they're like okay you're not on our side so we're just going to shit on everything you're doing basically or find ways to be mad i don't right. i don't think that's exactly it i think what happens is people were really into his comedy and we all thought that it was safe to laugh at the stuff that we were laughing about with him because it seemed like the mere fact that he had an awareness that this was the worst inclinations inside of him gave everybody a kind of permission to be on PC in that way within themselves because we don't have controls over our thoughts and our sure. feelings. They kind of just occur, occur to us. Right. You know, it's the choices you make out of that, right? So when he, when he gets busted for doing this thing and he takes six months off, right, and then comes back with this another BS kind of unpolished weird not acknowledging what's going on at all just not present just completely 
ignoring what had happened as, as if we were all supposed to kind of ignore what happened together with him. I think people took issue with that. And then they were like, wait a minute, does he get it? Does he, is he really self-aware or is he celebrating that? There couldn't be another comic, a straight male white comic like Louie that could have the kind of impact on, uh, you know, right now, the conversation around misogyny that, that he could, but that is not what happened. He did not come back and he didn't say, okay, well, here's what I learned. Here's what I got out of it. Here's why I was kind of wrong about this sort of a thing. And then we can all kind of move on to the next level of the discussion, but that's not what Louie did. He well, came back sound... and he's been, okay. sorry, he's been selling no, more of that it. BS and I don't, I don't know who wants it. Wait, so what BS is he, what more of BS is he selling? This kind of, it, it, this kind of weird lens that he looks through. Like we all thought, I felt like, you know, he was self-aware about, you yeah. know, his worst inclinations, yeah. but, but he's, it seems like he's not, it seems like he's really behind. So what was the thing he said though, this time that was saying that, like showing that he's, what was the thing? It, it was uh, he was he was criticizing like the Parkland survivors. the Parkland oh, right. kids okay, a little got bit, it, got it, and got then it. Um, there was Asian I, guys have small penises. Yeah, which is indeed a tired stand-up comedy premise. <sighs> yeah, is um, it? You know, even the Jewish doctor joke. You know. Yeah. So isn't gay sex squicky and weird? No, it's not though, because he's acknowledging that like he likes the feeling of intimacy and then just I'm just on a on a bender. Yeah. All right. So it seems like the thing though that you're taking issue with well see this is where things get kind of muddled. It seems like on one hand, what if in the beginning of this stand up he had had a set of jokes about well, the thing that just happened. He does sort of. Like he talks about he's like, How is your guys' year? And he kind of and he talks about how his mom is always sending him articles about himself, but he's but some of the articles are like the bad ones. Like his mom's like, "Oh, you're in the New York Times." He's like, "Mom, that's not a good article. Don't send it to me." So he talks about that, but it's all about the impact on him professionally and personally. And so he's not going and saying this is where I was wrong or anything, or like this is what I did, this or, is what I, did, or right. I warned you guys I masturbate all the time. I don't know why you're all shocked. You know what this reminds me of is remember when Dave Chappelle went crazy, kind of, and he came back and did those soup like he did two comedy specials, and one was like super honest or like kind of unstructured and raw, and it was really great. But he talks, he like almost started talking about when he lost it, like what happened, but he didn't actually say what happened. Do you remember that mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of like he, he touched on the fact that it happened, but he didn't go, he, there was no material about what had actually happened. Cause he kind of made this mention of like, he had the book where all this terrible shit was happening to the pimp or whatever. And he was like, if you think that's bad, you should have seen what happened to me in Hollywood, but he never went into what happened. Right. Yeah. I imagine that being in that position where you've been part of some public scandal. There's got to be some reason why as a comedian or somebody, it's so tough to like, just talk about it at length, you know, because if anybody would talk about it, you're right. It's Louis CK. If anybody would go really deep in everything that happened and what he was thinking and why it was bad. Cause I see what you're saying in a way. It's like, why wouldn't he go there? Yeah, because he's so honest as it is. Like, why wouldn't you just go and be honest about it? But but I feel like Chappelle kind of it was the same. It was like you're such an honest guy. Why wouldn't you just tell us the story of what happened? 
I, I get I why know, Chappelle like, might have kept that close to the vest. I mean, that's more personal for him, and there was right. not really no victims involved. You know, I think the 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 other situation that we're kind of going through right now too uh, is the Kevin Hart hosting okay. the Oscar yep. situation. Mm-hmm. And in that mm-hmm. situation, for instance, Kevin Hart, because he's also promoting a movie at the moment, has been all over the airwaves talking about you know those tweets and his attitudes about gay people and on his own radio show. And so you know we are having a discussion about it. And I think it's I think it's a great discussion to have. I I don't understand why Louis didn't take the same opportunity. Just he well, just comes back out, right. and, you know, grabs a mic, and I'm not sure what he's expecting. You know, he's he's gonna he's rankling a lot of people's feathers, and he's kind of feeding this whole sort of rage machine uh, that he seems to hate. Are is are you afraid though? It sounds to me like maybe at some level you're afraid. <sighs> That Louis C.K. has jumped ship and is now like on the other side. Like, no, is no, that, no. are you I, afraid no, I, of that? No, I, I was. I agreed with the with the the original poster's premise that you know Louis C.K. doesn't exactly know for young people. Right. No. No. I mean, that's a that's a good argument. I I don't think that I have any issue with that argument. I think it's or that's a makes sense to me what you're saying that like yeah he just doesn't get how this generation is is rebelling, you know, in whatever way they're going to do it. And I also understand what you're saying, that it's, it feels, I get that it feels strange that Lewis, that he wouldn't really take time to address the specifics of what happened here. And it feels weird because it's Because it's more of the same. He punches down, he punches down at women, he punches down at gays, he punches down at Asian people, he punches down, I mean, it's just, that's all his humor is. And even, you know, especially millennials. And it's like, okay, well, well what do but you... the punching down thing, I don't know. Is that really... Well, I, I mean, like, I th- so much of comedy is about identity, and, and so much of it is about, you know, making fun of these differences I, between us. Is it really punching down? And also, it's like, if you're punching... If a white man who's a fat schlub and, you know, poor white trash, if he's punching down simply by saying something about black people... Isn't that framework essentially white supremacist? Isn't that us acknowledging that black people are worse than white people because some white schlub talking about black people is automatically punching down? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what about it, right? <laughs> like, isn't that white supremacy? Isn't that white supremacy, really? It'd be saying that simply a white guy talking about black people means he's punching down, like... That's pretty white supremacist to even say that, right? Because you're just like saying, "Oh, this other race is." I don't. Beneath how did down. I don't know how we got to white guy punching down on black people? Well, he said that Louis C.K. punches down at all these groups, right? Um, okay, but that—that's not really the. Uh, I don't know that Louis C.K. is known for punching down on black people. Like, there's a lot of different examples that can be teased out, right? Like, the punching down that I think Matty like, O is referring to is the you, Parkland kids are victims of a horrible shooting, and by, like, sort of teasing the fact they have all this media attention, in some respects, you are punching down because... We also mentioned the Jewish thing, but surely we're not punching down at Jews, right? We're punching up at um, the Jews. <laughs> we're talking about power... I mean, if we're talking about power and money in the United States, we're punching up at the Jews. Okay. Uh, It's amazing that we've managed to get on this road. Uh, 
I mean, again, again, I uh, I think that, don't, I, think, I don't think that there's. I'm not justifying any of this. I, I'm just saying, like, the whole. I guess I just take issue with the whole punching up, punching down distinction. Let's not go down the punching down route because that's a whole discussion within right. comedy about right. whether or not that's you should be doing that. And I, right, everybody right, has complicated right. views on it. I think yeah. it's more to think about like the problem that exists with Louis C.K. is that there's an issue of an elephant being in the room every time he's on stage doing stand-up and not talking about this thing that happened in a direct way. And I think that's that's the thing that's bothering people who are like... I mean, that's the actual problem. Right. No, less, and I, and I, that, I, I less so that. his material about Parkland kids and so forth. It yeah. feels weird and it feels weird. I, I, I see that. Because I think, like, you know, just from my point of view on it, this is just my personal opinion. But, I, you know, because it seems so, it seems like a lack of courage. And then you kind of look at his other work and you're like, oh, you talked about all that stuff and it seems super highly mm-hmm. personal. Maybe it is on some level, but it's also safe. And yeah. now I get that you're avoiding having the difficult conversation. Yeah. yeah. And that's really weird because, like, if there's anybody who could sort his way through this using comedy as a medium, it's, it's it, it should C. be K. you. Well, that, and that kind of I think goes to the truth about who Louis C.K. really is to begin with, because actually, the whole thing with him is I think that that whole ultra relatable I'm just telling the truth thing is actually the most calculated, I like know. really like refined thing. Because remember, he started super absurdist like he was like an absurdist weirdo like totally didn't get it and then i think he they said he was like the hardest working guy in comedy tried so hard just had so many uh reps and i think that he basically created that i'm just being ultra transparent i'm just telling the truth thing but really it's actually the most manufactured shit i know that a great example of that and that's really interesting insight about it is this old i don't remember if it's new york times new york magazine or something but it was like one of those very fawning celebrity profiles an interview with him and during the interview there's a part where he like cuts his sandwich in half and the interviewer's like oh why do you do that he goes oh that's something i teach my daughter because i always want to i always want her to think in case someone needs the other half of oh that sandwich God. that I'm... she could give it to him and it and the interviewer goes oh that's really kind of lovely and that's the kind of like that was it's so calculated. I remember yeah. reading that oh being like, God. "That's bullshit. <laughs> that's not <laughs> that true. Bullshit. You're like trying to be something there, and that's what's that's like kind of clues you in that he has some maybe uh, abusive tendencies uh, because he's like presenting. I don't think it's abusive. It's well, sociopathic. No, it's, it's it's the behavior of, yeah. of an abuser who like puts on this face, yes. so that people are like, oh, and that's how he. I mean, this has been an open secret forever with him, right? But because he's who he is, he never really got the blowback from it until that New York Times piece came out. I mean, I think if Weinstein hadn't happened, Louis C.K. would still be the the big daddy of stand-up comedy right now. You know, it's only because there's this narrative that's taken place that kind of allowed this to break through his created image. I think it's a very interesting insight that you point to where it's like, Maybe it, instead of it being like him breaking out of his absurd uh, vibe for comedy, maybe this has been a constructed piece to try to make him like do better. 
Right. That's a great theory. I think it's you should true. write an article about that. <laughs> that's so. That's it, it's so, and it's so sad because a lot of people just really looked up to him, and he's had such a huge impact, you know, on how you know how stand up comedy, what stand up comics do, what right. stand up comedy, and you know, to for it to be, for it to, for him to reveal himself to be such a liar and so inauthentic, and it's just it's it's a real disappointment. You know, when people are really looking to people to be as honest and truthful as they can, because, you know, we're just in a disinformation hurricane at the moment. And guys like that, who it seemed like a cut through the noise to offer something real. And then just to find out like, oh, he's just human and stupid and annoying and boring and just a total disappointment. And there's, you know, there's more disillusionment. Yay. Yeah. In That's a really larger sense, are we ever going to be okay, though, with returning to the time? I just watched, I shouldn't have just cut myself off, but I know this is going to trigger something for Uh-oh. all of us. <laughs> I just watched The Clinton Affair on A&E. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? <sighs> it is so good. And it's all narrated by Monica Lewinsky, like the real person today. Mm-hmm. So it goes through everything that happened. And right. it was great for me because I'm only 33, so I was kind of aware of what was happening at the time, but I there were so many things I didn't know because I was too young to really understand everything that was happening. So reliving that for me and seeing everything that was going on was just so fascinating. And also hearing Monica Lewinsky describe it today, and she's this extremely articulate person. I mean, she's very... Uh, like very good at telling a story and explaining what's going on. Yeah. Uh, it was just so fascinating. But anyway, the point I'm trying Plug. to make is, will we ever get back to a, a, a time in which alpha males like Uh-oh. Bill Clinton or every president before him, basically. You want a daddy to take your panties <laughs> you off? Know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, alpha male like Dan you know DePriel? Go. Yeah, alpha's like Dan DePriel being the, the best example. You mean like Harvey Weinstein? And... Well, okay. So Harvey Weinstein is an example of the absolute most horribly toxic evil version of what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I definitely don't want him to stand for the rest of the class because he is the absolute ultimate Worst, but is that, are those my sunglasses? I think they're my sister's. Those are mine. Oh well. Oh, I knew I those were anyway. Those sorry, are yours God, or hers? Being so fucking anyway. Are we ever <laughs> going to get back to a place where you know the JFKs of the world, the Martin Luther Kings of the world, those people? They were all banging the secretaries. They were doing the crazy stuff. Bill Clinton. I mean, the stuff he was doing was. Me too beyond belief, right? Are we ever going to get back to a place where that type of behavior is allowed for men? (laughs) Well, what are you talking about? Because like, if it's consensual sex that they're having, then I don't have a problem with that. I never did. You need to go ask the Republicans why they made it such a moral crime. Definitely don't disagree there. So, but you're right. They they created this. If you're talking about monogamy or the illusion of it, no, I don't believe in that at all. No, but, but the people that... Clinton was going after was you know Paula Jones right pa- Paula Jones yeah that's the name you know he basically she was some way underling he calls her into the, some apartment and he just takes his pants off he's like hey suck away bitch you know 
And so same you, thing with you uh, want that Juanita. Same thing with Juanita. Whatever Broderick. Juanita Broderick. He, you know, I mean, she's not lying. Juanita Broderick is not making this up. So, and again, you know, JFK. How many millions of people did JFK bang? Lyndon B. Johnson. You know, he said to the press, I'm not, "What, what is, is your point? Moment? What do you? What do you? you know, don't. I, there's gonna be a lot of women coming in and out of my office. Yeah, you know, don't you told this story before. What? What is the? My point is that men. <laughs> Some men, not all, but some men, particularly for whatever the ones that want a lot of power, march on their dicks. You know, they are driven by a desire to be in these positions of power where women are going to be attracted to them. And when they have access to women, it's you're never going to get rid of that. It's, sure. a, it's written into our genes. Right. So are we ever going to... And that, that's not to say they should do it. I mean, there's plenty of shit that's written our, into our genes that we don't do, right? But... Is there ever going to be a time in which but, we get back to a place where we are understanding of that? No. <laughs> no. We're no. done with that. Well, it's over. There's I mean, no more banging the secretary. Well, no, we weren't understanding of it. We were just tolerating it and putting right. up with it. And I think women weren't able to really say anything or do anything about and, it because nobody I, believed them. I, Sorry. I think that the... Well, or they believed them, but they just didn't take it seriously, right? I mean, somebody yeah. like Paula Jones, they believed... I, I mean, I think a lot of people believed her. I don't think... Many people were like, what you're saying is a lie. I think they were more just like, well, the guy's the governor of Arkansas. You're some little nothing well, somebody. Like, you should fuck him. Like, I you should be happy to, you know, like, it's like, this is how it works. This is how, you know, Genghis Khan, right? I think the discussion yeah. now is centered when it's a good discussion and not like a crazy one, is when it's centered around how there's power involved in these couplings that we're not always recognizing of and that what we assume is consensual sex. Like, oh, the secretary is just attracted to the boss. She just wants to fuck her. Right. There's something else there where she's like, she doesn't actually have the choice to do it because she's like, oh, if I don't fuck the boss, I'm going to get fired and lose my job. Right. And then you have some circumstances like Monica who says in this thing, I wanted him 100%. I right. was trying to seduce him. I was like showing him my panties and like seeing what he would do, you know, it's, and she's just totally transparent about it. Yeah. But as the man in that situation, it's very fucking hard to tell which ones are actually want you, right? And which ones are just like, scared you're gonna like how do you know how do you, you know ask isaac i don't know it's good it's a good it's a good answer so <laughs> I, like, I like the answer so he should just say like hey like you want to do it and you want to do she says no okay. then that's the game off and that gets back good, and that is good advice for all you powerful men out there just fucking <laughs> yeah. ask and make sure you ask very clearly so later on they can't fucking say you know because and don't ask by taking your dick out right? yes ask by saying hey uh, is yeah. there something here like am like i did. you know like louis did yeah right. well and that was the thing getting back to that and wrapping that one up like the problem this discussion about Louis C.K. I see on social media all the time there's always these dudes that chime in and go he asked for permission and they do it every time but what's not recognized is that Louis C.K. was like sort of a powerful figure within stand-up even then in 2002 he'd been in the original Conan O'Brien writing staff he was like a guy that had like power in the industry so I think a lot of these women when they talk about even though they said, oh, okay, sure, there, there wasn't really a choice that they felt because they're in this room with this powerful comic. They went up there not for sexual things, and then he's taking, he's asking if he can take his dick out. So that's, but is that, so that, why is that not asking? 
because you've gotten them up there under false pretenses. It, it, like, yeah, the situ- the context. As I've said okay, all the time, but if, this if, is if how he, it is with men and women. You don't say, I don't, you know, when you're going, you say, yeah, you want to come in for a cup of coffee? You don't say, hey, want to come in so I can fuck you, if, you know? If he met a woman at a bar in the hotel that he's staying in, it's one thing, right? Because if you go up to a woman in a bar in a hotel and you're like, hey, you want to head upstairs to my room and she goes up to your room, yeah, she wants to go up most likely for similar reasons as you. If you're around people you work with, right, and you're kind of like this figure above them and you're like, hey, you want to go up to my room? Uh, The intent of that is unclear. So... But isn't then he asks... So he does clarify the intent. Um, I guess, but you've put them in that position sort of unfairly, right? Because the expectation of those women, I assume, was not like, oh, we're going to fuck around with Louis. It's like, oh, he's going to come up here and we're going to talk about comedy and maybe he's going to give us some advice that's, or whatever. That's, that's, that's the rub. I think, you know... I think it's harder for straight people to like hook up. I guess. Oh yeah. So, a lot but, so oh, yes. yeah. So, but, <laughs> but it's got to stop because it's 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 their own doing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> on 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 the gay side of things, you know, like if you want, I I could sleep with any kind of guy I want. A super 10, 11 hot model, you know, a, a normal like boy next door type at any point at any time any day. You're very that's, lucky. That's yeah. Very lucky. Yeah, but that's but that's because that's what well because our community that's what we do that's what we stand for. We're all about you know positive. Yay, go sex. It's awesome. It's a party. It's great. Everybody should enjoy it. And and I think you know, so we don't have to bring in these weird sort of. Uh, we don't have to bring sex into a, a work situation like that. I feel oftentimes, you know, yeah, you're going to hear about casting couches. There's people like Brian Singer, you know, for instance, who took advantage of young male yeah. actors trying to break into Hollywood. But, you know, that's, I think what, what Charles is saying is that like, it's in, in, in a context like that, you know, it's, it's really just, what are the rules? What are we talking about? There's so many double meanings and it's just, it's impossible to navigate and I, I got to put the responsibility on the person who's in the higher power position there. A guy like Louis should know better. And why is he doing that with these girls? You know, like somebody of means like that, like you could, you know, look in the back pages of the classifieds and... Uh, well, it's like, well, I can answer that for you. The, as somebody who is, you know, just full transparency, experienced uh, sex workers mm-hmm. in places where it was legal... Mm-hmm. Uh, there is something big missing in a sex worker interaction that is not missing. Okay, in a, well, full in trans- a consensual full transparency. Uh, I, I mean, I've, right. I've, I've, I've had, I've, I've gone to sex workers too. But what do you mean? What's missing? Oh, you guys are wild, Jesus. Um, I mean, I just know personally that it's there's really a something missing there because I think. And maybe this is a you mean like thing. a meaningful exchange between two people? No, it's the being desired element and being desired and having a woman, at least for a straight from straight perspective. Again, it's it's not quite the same. You're saying you're right. Like in the gay community, it's like, oh, this is great. We're doing it. You can go and get anybody you want. That is so not true of straight men. Like we can't get anybody we want at all. This is so interesting because so of the conversation we had about how you looked in that picture. You need this kind of validation. Yeah, right. Isaac, see, I mean, that's part of the well, issue. Well, it's not though. just me though. This is all all straight men because but we don't, you got to think you're hot. You have to think you're hot. I, uh, you're not wrong. I completely understand what you're saying. You're totally not wrong. And what it, I, what I mean is 
there is something extremely uh, pleasurable for a straight man when a woman, particularly a very attractive woman, uh, says yes, you know, says yes, I want you back. That moment is very powerful. It's very strong, and it turns you it turns you on so much because so much of society is about women saying no and is about them saying get the fuck away from me creep and like you know blah 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 that when that when my heart goes out that when they, they say yes it's really turns you on because you're like oh damn like okay like this girl really want, this yeah, girl wants yeah i know me. and there you needs know, like, to be a certain kind of belief in the in the magic of the of your penis to uh you know actually go through cuz yeah guys need that kind of um, encouragement and confidence boost that i get what you're saying but the problem is that you know it's it's some guys cross the line and it becomes something that oh, they sure. feel entitled to oh no 100% and and i think particularly when you're in a power position uh you start to feel like all these girls want me. You know, like I think Weinstein genuinely in his mind, I think he believed all these I, women I, wanted him. I, like yeah. I think I think he was seeing, oh, she came to my fucking hotel room. She knows what she knows the fucking deal. She wants to be here, you know? Right. Not and I think so he true. genuinely believed that. I mean, I, I think agree. he's a fucking evil person. And I think that his refusal to see what was actually going on was I think really the, bad. I think it's the only way guys like that can do what they do. I think Louis has to be so blind to his own like what stars rule his planet so that he can just do whatever he the, well, the thing that he does i don't know how be? he goes I, I don't know how any self-respecting comic after doing what he did and has had the year that he had could go back up on stage and just think well I, but how I can you be embraced not, because for every one of those girls that he jerked off in front of who didn't want to be there there were probably 10 who did want to be there, right? I mean, for Harvey, too. There were there were probably a lot of women that Harvey, Harvey slept with that were 100% right. in. Have sure. you seen his wife? His wife is gorgeous, beautiful. One of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, Harvey Weinstein's wife. But, but the, that's ultimately not the validation they want, which is what you were saying. Yeah. To, true, but what I'm saying is there were a lot of women who did bang Louis C.K. because they wanted to, right? Many, many, many. Sure, I'm but sure. it doesn't. And same thing with Harvey. So when you that doesn't when you make ha- it, it doesn't fine. make it right. But what I'm saying is, like, you're wondering how you can get to that point where you truly believe all these people want you. What happens is five girls come there and immediately suck your dick, and you're like, hey, yeah, I'm the most hottest guy. Every girl wants to fuck me, right? What? And then when they don't, you're like, oh, well, you really do because. Right, I mean, right. you really actually well, do. Same want thing it. with like Kevin Spacey. Like Kevin Spacey's behavior is God. so fucking crazy because right. he thinks After, they all do want it. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, you it, must. Well, the 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 story that I always return to is where Richard Dreyfus is like rehearsing a play, and his son, his eighteen year old son, is there with him, and they're like doing a read through. And while they're doing the read through, Kevin Spacey is like groping. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus is. I don't know why I'm eight, laughing, it, it, it's just like so ridiculous. Because it's so crazy. And and Richard Dreyfus's son is a straight man. Oof. Like he's not this, gay. This isn't the kid that was at the restaurant. This is a different thing. This, this was is, a different thing? This is a story that Richard Dreyfus's son told about Kevin Spacey right after the whole thing broke. Oh my God. I didn't like, even hear that part. And it's like, you know, Kevin Spacey could easily find willing partners. He's wealthy, he's famous, he's got a great life, he's charming. Very easy for him to find young men to fuck. Like no problem, that guy could. <laughs> I'm a loser, and I can find. <laughs> so, oh my God. so it's like, what are you doing? Like, why would you? 
would need that, but there's something like to when, like. Right. Yeah, there's like something when, there. That, Winona yeah. Ryder stole all of those, the, all that jewelry from right. Saks Fifth <laughs> or even Marcus like, or whatever she was that? at. It's because they're just so bored because right. they have too much money and they have got too much power. Right. Yeah. So they need to see what they can get. You know, how powerful am I? You know, and, and that's what. Yeah, it's the whole Brian Singer thing too. It's so fucked up. So everybody should go on YouTube. You can listen to his governor set. It's like 45 minutes long. It's pretty interesting. I think that within the context of the set, I think the thing, this kind of old manny get off my lawnism, it just, it, it sounds crazier in isolation yeah. than it is within the set. That being said, I wish people would talk more about the actual issue with Louis C.K., which is should comedy clubs be booking him? Should people be going to see him? Should other comedians be supporting him as his opening acts, as a few comedians that we know are doing right now? Um, and less uh, and less discussion about his material, which is irrelevant, really. And more discussion about the women. You know, yeah. why aren't we talking more about those women? Here? Right. All right, guys. Any final thoughts before we say bye? This was lovely. Thank you for having me. Pledge. Pledge. We talked about a lot of gay things, so I'm really yes. happy. That's yes, true. Always do. <laughs> You're right, Isaac. <laughs>Hi, thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do some plugs now. This is just fucking tiresome. Yes, it is. I'm so sorry. You can turn it off if you're listening to this. Please email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. We will read your email. Perhaps you read it on air. Join our forum at nahf.boards.net. Sign up for an account. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on your platform or if your platform doesn't allow ratings do it on itunes it's very helpful we're also available on spotify player fm spreaker a million places podbean podbean google play store anywhere you can get it <coughs> literally on any site yeah, that has an android podcasts. we're all over that shit as an android user i now know that a lot of podcasters like don't pay attention to their android presence right and it's very important um also if you want to find me uh, you can look up Vandal Press on Medium. Uh, there's a website, VandalPress.com. There's a Twitter, Vandal, which is Vandal Press. Uh, you can find, that's my little writing project. Uh, you can follow my website at IsaacSimpson.com. And uh, you can LinkedIn me. I kind of like being LinkedIn. Mm. You can find me on all social media. <coughs> on my, thanks for coughing during my during play. You can Don't pay attention to Charles. <laughs> yeah. More attention for me. No attention for him. You can find me on all social media as Funzeroni. My website is funzeroni.com. You can go there. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye.